Hello, hello and welcome to Engaging the Culture. My name is Josh Seaton. I'm the youth pastor at LifePoint Church in Prescott Valley, Arizona. It's so good to be with you uh, today, man. Um, yeah, man, it's been it's been crazy. We're in an, another week of uh, lockdown. Things seem to be looking like uh, they're on the back end of it, at least uh, for shutdown stuff. Um, many people have their own opinions about it. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what is uh, to come of this, but you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, man, it's so good to, to be with you guys and to, um, to be able to talk with you and, um, really excited about this episode. Uh, really excited about our guest that is, uh, coming on and, uh, going to be talking through community. We're going to be talking about, uh, just how to build it, how to sustain it, how to, uh, really make it an impactful thing because we all know that it is, uh, whether you're secular, whether you're sacred, as far as like your, your job occupation, maybe you're a youth pastor, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're, you know, whatever, uh, parents, it's important for you guys as well to build really strong community and obviously students, you know, to have that and continue to sustain it is really important. Can't wait to get to talk with uh, one of my close, close friends, uh, about that, man. It's going to be uh, a great discussion a little later on, but uh, for what it, it, it pertains to LifePoint uh, youth and, and, and how we are uh, working through our sermon series and, and things like that, if you're following along, you can check out LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. We're streaming our, um, our video there, um, or you can listen to the podcast that comes up uh, the next day on Thursday. Uh, we uh, continued with our Cross and Grave series. I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, I didn't really uh, feel like this was something that was my uh, my best uh, <laughs> my best uh, preparation and pre- presentation. Uh, but then the more I, I listened to it and the more that I listened and played it back, it was like, man, the imagery of the cross is actually a really cool thing. And um, that's what we talked about. So th- we've been in our Cross and Grave series just looking at the whole Easter story from literally the Old Testament prophecy all the way through to the resurrection. And so this was the Good Friday message uh, of Jesus' death. And just seeing the imagery of the cross is so cool, uh, whether it's him picking up his cross literally in, in, in earlier in Matthew, he says, pick up your cross and follow me daily. You know, just knowing that that's a one-way trip. That's not just persecution and, okay, you might get called names, but it's actually saying, hey, no, you got to be willing to die for this thing. And... Um, you know, I think that that's important and so powerful. And then to see Jesus personify it uh, and actually, you know, physically pick his cross up and, and walk with it, you know. And uh, then there's some cool stuff, too, with just Simon picking that up and um, how his sons were used in the early church. And then, uh, you know, just, just the impactful moments of literally carrying Jesus's cross. Like, man, that would be crazy and it would just be an awesome time. We also talked about uh, the imagery of Jesus being placed where he was in between two sinners, man, in between uh, sinful humanity, like the personification of and the imagery that's there of just him literally being in the middle of sin and uh, the sacrifice that that causes, man. And uh, everything that, that we see, you know, uh, in, in this story just points to this amazing act. And then at the end, we see uh, this guard, this Roman centurion guard who recognizes this was the son of God and and you know seeing a person who had probably experienced tons of executions uh, probably experienced a ton of crucifixions and 
to still recognize, man, there's something different here is important. And then we also talked about uh, a little bit about how the veil was torn and how just that changed everything. Just the fact that we have to walk away changed from this story. We can't leave uh, the cross and the story of this event uh, just, you know, we can't leave it there. And we have to really understand the full story, the full context of the build up to this. And then also what happens at the conclusion of this story because we know it's not over. So that's kind of where we were with uh, the LifePoint uh, youth sermon and, and things that were going on, man. It was a fun message to preach. And thank you if uh, you were in our live stream. You know, I love getting to interact and talk with you guys in the middle of the stream. And uh, yeah, man, it was a good time uh, for, for, for just, you know, that reflection. I know Easter's over, but man, we could always still reflect and, you know, I just, I just thought it was cool. Uh, plus the imagery of the cross, man. I didn't realize there was that much imagery going into it, going into studying for it and stuff, but man, how powerful of a moment was that, you know? Uh, just a really cool, really cool moment, man. Uh, again, check out LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. If that is, uh, if, if you want to catch up and stay up to date with what we're doing on our sermon series, man, uh, I'm really excited uh, about what we have coming up. You don't want to miss one of my one of my good friends eddie boyle coming in and talking about uh community man it's it's important especially today so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off now we'll be right back with eddie boyle thank you so much for listening Previously stated, man, I'm so excited for our guest uh, this time. He's, uh, he's our first remote guest. He's not actually uh, in the studio with me, and by studio I mean the cry room at my church. Uh, he's not he's not with us, uh, but but we're luckily able to extract the uh, audio from a Zoom call. So that's what we're doing now. But he's in Springfield, Missouri. His name's Eddie Boyle. He's one of my uh, closest friends. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's such a, uh, just a dope guy and I really uh, appreciate him coming on. Eddie, do you just kind of want to introduce yourself and, uh, like what you do, who it is you are, how, how are we connected, that kind of stuff? Sure. Uh, so my name is Eddie Boyle. I am originally from Massachusetts, but now reside in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, I work for the Assemblies of God National Office as an event specialist. So pretty much what my job is, is to help, uh, resource churches and districts and pastors to, uh, be better leaders, number one, and help the church grow, number two, and reach people, number three. Um, so that's pretty much my job. Um, I'm a former youth pastor. I've been a middle school pastor, an actual youth pastor, youth intern, youth leader, youth student, you name it, I've probably done it in youth. Um, so yeah, and I'm also, I was Josh's roommate for a year, pretty much two years, because he pretty much lived in my room a year that he wasn't there. Pretty much. Um, so I think I'd, I know Josh pretty well. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's uh, me and Eddie have a ton of stories. And the reason that I brought Eddie on 
uh, was not only to just share some of those stories because it really relates to what we're going to be talking about today, but but one of Eddie's jobs, job descriptions that he was talking about was building the community and building uh, relationships and, and things like that within uh, the network of the assemblies. But but what, what I would like to uh, talk about, the reason why I brought him on was really to talk about community in the sense of um, youth ministry and, and even outside of youth ministry, if you're uh, you know, working a secular job, you're, you're out in the workforce and uh, maybe you're a youth leader trying to figure out how to connect with students as a volunteer. Uh, we're going to really try to, to break down a lot of these different areas. And, and Eddie is one of the, one of the, the uh, biggest um, promoters of community that I've ever uh, met. And, and I'm not just saying that because he's, he's one of my best friends, but uh, he, he truly is. I remember uh, coming into Evangel and um, just seeing like how you had like 15 friend groups, like all throughout school. And even before that, like, uh, you know, the old youth pastor trope of like, man, you know, everybody, especially when you go to these big conferences and things, it's like, man, you know, everybody. I remember walking around following Eddie, like he was a youth pastor and going, man, you just know everybody, it seems like. And uh, he was doing that at school and alumni who had graduated like six or seven years before him like he somehow had connections with and knew like it was pretty it was pretty hilarious and uh again like eddie just is so intentional on uh building community hey could you talk uh to us just about why it's so important for students and leaders and uh, pastors for uh, youth leaders for people who are involved in ministry and even outside of ministry just what makes community uh, so important and, and, and why it's so pivotal, why you personally made that a pillar of like your own personal character and, and things like that. Could you kind of speak on that? Sure. Uh, community, I think community is one of the most important things that we need to have in life. Um, not even just in the Christian world and, you know, in, in the church world or something, but in life, you need to have community. You need to have people that you can gather around that you share a common interests or common goals and you're able to have that community and there's different types of communities. There's like a friend group. That's a community. There's a family. That's a community. There's your work people. That's like your coworkers. That's a community as well. And there's, you know, you can kind of seamlessly interchange them um, sometimes, but you know, I think community is, is so important to just the livelihood of people. Like from personal experience, we'll go and say now from being locked up for four weeks because we don't have that community. We don't have the people around us. We don't have, you know, we're able to do Zoom calls and FaceTime and Google Hangouts and so on and so on, but you're just, you're not shoulder to shoulder or six feet apart next to people where, you know, you can grow together. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And for youth pastors, I think community is so important for accountability as well. Especially yeah. if you have like, you know, good friends who are youth pastors in ministry. I think it's important to, you know, have that community one to build each other up to to help each other out in hard times, but three for accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so so important because, you know, God didn't place us here on this earth alone. Like yeah. there was two, and then it multiplied, and He said to go out and multiply, and that's because, you know, people need other people. Mm -hmm. It gets so boring if it was like just us by ourselves, you know, not with that community. I think, uh, you know, honestly, I think as bad as this sounds, like with what we see now, you see a lot more people going insane. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. where like if there wasn't that that community or the the people around you and stuff like that and you know it's so important to me because like josh said i am the type of person that knows everybody uh we were at nationals one year and josh was a youth leader and he had his students and he still followed me around like i was a youth pastor even though he had his own students uh so you know that that's important for me just because you know it's good to have friends it's good to like um the the coolest thing about community and, and friendships and building that and constantly building that and having a wide variety for me is being able to call on somebody that you know has a specific skill set yeah like if i need something like i can be like oh i can call this person i can call this person i can call this person and you have that because you've built a connection because you built the community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's true i i think back to like you said we were roommates for all pretty much two years pretty much uh, and, and i i just remember walking into uh my dorm for the first time uh, me and you were wall mates we shared a wall together at the uh in the hall that we were in and um, i just remember you coming in and being so intentional about making uh freshmen and new students uh feel like welcomed immediately and then that just kept going throughout like it never stopped and you were clearly doing it before as well and so like i remember uh really the catalyst of our friend group forming was uh the redneck pool party we had where we we back up a truck you fill it up with water and uh and you just hang out and i remember aj one of our one of our friends uh shotgunning mountain dew baja blasts like i remember just being absolutely crazy and i remember how much uh like when you create space and you're intentional about creating space uh it kind of just flows naturally like we didn't do anything we had no agenda to that event other than we're all just going to fill up a, a tarp full of a truck, you know, a truck bed full of water and, and, and just hang out. And that's really yeah. all we did. Yeah. Uh, but it was, it was truly the catalyst for a friendship that, I mean, we still have a group chat together. Uh, I know you guys, I, I'm, I'm not a PC gamer. Uh, everybody else in, in our group chat and, and friend group is uh, AJ's not. No, no he's maybe really. No, uh, AJ might've caved living with you guys. But um, like I know for for me and, and and AJ at least like we don't do that. But but even now like we still get together and and uh, in whatever format and try to just hang out, and share stories. They're all coming to my wedding, hopefully, as long as everything works out. I mean, at least I am. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's truly all that matters. But like it really, it really did just form out of like a just just intentionality of like, hey, we're just gonna create space. And uh, I don't know if you have any stories from S3N or anything that you'd like to. Well, I think I think that's right. Um, it's the intentional part. My I came into Evangel as a sophomore and yeah. my first floor was filled with like eight or nine or sorry, like 10 or 11 seniors and eight or nine engaged guys. So like there is this this group that you would not expect to be so close together but we were so close together because people, as you said, were intentional. They went out of their way to create an environment that was great. And I think like, that's the big thing is you have to, you have to put in the effort. You have to be intentional. And if you're not, 
it's just like with anything in life. If you want to lose weight, you have to put in the effort. You have to be yeah. intentional. If you yeah. want to build relationships, you have to put in the effort. You have to be intentional. If like, and that's in any relationship. That's in friendship. That's in, um, you know, youth pastor to student. That's in, um, you know, I've seen so many youth pastors just go, man, I just can't connect it with the students. And it's because oh, I go, well, are you being intentional with them? They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I'll text them every once in a while. I'll be like, well, are you showing up to like games or choir events or stuff like that? They're like, no, I don't have time for that. And I was like, well, there's your problem. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, if you don't put in the effort and if you don't be intentional with the, your the people you want to be close with or the people you want to build relationships with, it'll never come. And I think like, you know, that passed on to me and I just felt that I needed to do that with our floor and like, man, our floor that first year was my junior year, your first year Yeah, was very, very tight. And I mean, not every, every single person on that floor, like we, so we, uh, our room had an open door policy where you could just walk in and talk whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And it, it soon enough became an open door policy for the entire floor. I mean, yeah. we just, everybody, I mean, from one side of the hall to the other, every single person had their doors open. And, and you had to be on that floor specifically. Like I think of, uh, like I just I think of um, Chandler, for example. Chandler's one of yep. our one of our other friends. But like that first year for him, you had to like you had to be intentional to not be involved. Like right. he he was intentionally leaving every weekend. And I'm not knocking him, Chandler. If you're listening, I love you so much, man. <laughs> you're you're the best. But like that first year, he he would even say this too. I don't think it's like right. ratting him out or anything. But like you had to be intentional to not connect on that floor. And um, we we just built up that that foundation super early on and really just kept hammering it home, Uh, you know, and then and I think of like Super Bowl party too. we uh, our floor or our hall, the dorm hall that we lived in, you know, about 200 guys, maybe more. I don't know. 200. Yeah, about maybe like that. Yeah, Yeah. probably. Yeah. And so they had this Super Bowl party that let's be honest, it was kind of whack. So Eddie and I were like, we're just ordering pizzas and everybody can come in our room. And I think we fit like 15 guys. <laughs> yeah. Room. That was the great Super Bowl. That was 28 to three, man. Uh, <laughs> what a great that's, memory. That was, uh, you know, and that's just something that breeds off of intentionality. Like, absolutely. You know, we, we were definitely somebody that, I wanted to be around people yeah. and we're also the people like, well, if something's bad, we're just going to make it better. And so Absolutely. that's what we did. Like we, we would hold a, a Christmas party on our floor every single mm-hmm. year. We would invite the entire campus yep. and each room would be a different uh, theme to get people to come in and hang out and like activities or something like that. Like we would have mini yeah. golf courses, we would have video game room, we'd have a movie room, like uh, a bubble pop, a bubble wrap popping room, just like simple stuff to get people involved. And like, that's all it took is it took the intentionality of going like door to door being like, Hey, what do you guys want to do? Here's some suggestions. You guys are going to kill it. Yep. I'll let you have it. Yep. And then just being intentional about talking to people and make sure they're coming and it was yeah, a allowing, hit. allowing, I think a big thing about it too, is allowing them to catch the vision too. Yeah. Like if, if, if you, you can't be the only ones proponent, uh, 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 what, what am I trying to proposing? Say? Yeah. Proposing it and, and offering yourselves. Like you, you, you can only do that so much, especially in a youth ministry. Like I know we have 50 kids in our youth ministry on a, on a low night. Um, and, and like, if we're not intentional about it and, and if nobody, like if, if there are people who are not bought in, 
it's very obvious that they're not bought in because like right. you, you, you just have to, to continue to, to vision cast and allow them to see it. Like, you, you know, that old saying, like you can only go as far as you're willing to lead. Well, if you're not willing to place yourself in a, in an area to be able to cast vision and let other people catch on to it and take it for themselves, it'll never, it'll never happen. Um, right. And it won't happen uh, effectively. I think Eddie, um, could you kind of speak on, just personally, how uh, community has shaped you, uh, how, how it's helped you with the situations that you faced, uh, what, what you really relied on that, uh, you know, just the fellowship of other guys or, or you know, friends or, or family or whatever. Can you kind of just speak on personal things that maybe you've gone through that, um, that, that really, you know, helped prop you up because of your, because of your community around you? Sure. Uh, like I said, I think community is so, so, so huge. Um, you know, going through things, like I said at, at the beginning, we weren't meant to do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we, we were meant to do it with people around us. And, you know, community to me has always been a big thing. So I was homeschooled growing up. And, you know, you hear Josh saying like, oh, you, you could like, you knew everybody, like you would talk to everybody, you were in 50, 15 different friend groups. And, yeah, that's personality, but that's not the normal homeschooler kid. Like that's no, that's not how it normally is. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, growing up homeschooled, I played a lot of sports, and that gave me a sense of community and a sense of people and a sense of, um, you know, being able to interact with others. And then I had youth group, and then it just continued on. But I think the biggest sense of like community is uh, people rallying against you or with you, I should say, not against you, uh, is when like. Honestly, when something goes wrong, um, there was something at Evangel that happened that was less fortunate for me. Um, yeah. And I had guys that, you know, I didn't really even know um, that were just coming up beside me being like, hey, man, praying for you. Like, just letting you know, like, I'm here for you if, if you need it, stuff like that. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, and that's just because, like, the intentionality of it. And I think, you know, you can definitely tell when people are trying to be sincere about it and when people are trying to abuse it yeah um they and i think that's a hard thing to like kind of decipher at a young age or even an older age it's like you know when is people being sincere and when is not but if you know uh you you can tell also at the same time like at, at a certain point you can kind of just tell yeah and so it's you know community in my life has always been a big thing because they're there for you for the ups and downs like you have the ability to rely on people and then have other people rely on you and yeah. uh like for instance i know when you were going through a tough time we would stay up till five four or five in the morning yeah classes at 8 a.m the next day just staying Trash. up and talking about it oh it was garbage but no yeah it, it definitely was it was helpful for for getting through that i don't you know i don't think i would have ever gotten out of that and been prepared to step back into it on the other side as a leader, you know? Right. So, yeah. It's, it not you just, you, you have to be able to, to rely on people and you, you also have to have that. I think a big thing with that too, is like, there's intentional with it, but there's a trust factor with it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you, if you really, you really have to trust that person if you want to rely on them in that sense. Um, and I think it's, in order to build that trust, you have to have a friendship or you have to have a sense of yeah. community, which going back, you have to put, be intentional about because you have to put effort into. I, it just, it just all can go back to that little one little thing of having, putting effort into something and being yep. intentional about something. Yep. 
and and taking that effort and, and especially in this season to uh, to put the effort in how how uh, do you think community can be like with with uh, withstanding and and um, be able to, to to even grow in the midst of social distancing and uh, all the craziness that we're uh, going through now and and really you know with the phases and stuff that individual states are doing like it's really open-ended and very confusing for a lot of people a lot of people don't know when to jump back in so like how in this season where everything is kind of up in the air how how do you continue to um keep community foster community and 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 build on it so once again i think the biggest thing is intentionality like uh i definitely for me this this virus has allowed me to be more intentional with people that honestly i felt guilty that i wasn't being intentional with um you know it's just even just saying like sending a little text me like hey thinking of you like Mm -hmm. stuff stuff like that can just start a conversation and and see how it goes because but i think that's the biggest thing for me is during this it's like you have to be more intentional and like if you want to have that community if you want to have friendships like you have to have that that intentionality and effort into it um i mean i've talked um, with my current position at AG headquarters, you know, I'm talking to a lot of pastors and seeing how they're doing during all of this. And, you know, some of them are saying, yeah, we're doing great. Like we're connecting, we're making phone calls to everybody, seeing how they're doing. Those who don't have internet, uh, we're driving by their house and dropping off the sermon notes. And, so cool. uh, you know, we're, we write a little note saying that we're praying for them and if they need anything to call us, stuff like that. Yeah. And so I think there's, we have a set like, okay, I'm going to text you. I'll see you in person. That would build community. And that's fine. And that's great. But I think especially now, like being under quarantine and being under all of this, it's going to change us afterwards on how we need to be more intentional and more, mm-hmm. um, I don't know the word for it, but to be more active in other people's lives by just reaching out to them. And I think, I think that's a huge, huge thing um, yeah. for students, for leaders, for pastors, for secular world workers like you you check up on the people around you like yeah 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 i i know some youth groups that are like assigning um like a checkup buddy like every two days or something like that they're like hey how you doing or hey how you doing something like that and that builds a relationship and it breeds intentionality as well and you know once again it's that's what you have to do during all this and you know it if you don't it's you're you're not gonna breed that community you're not gonna for sure uh grow in it you're not gonna make new of it you're not gonna renew it you just you have to be yeah. you have to put the time and effort into it and you have to put, be intentional about who you want to talk to about yeah. it yeah yeah absolutely um i think that that's important and and all of the it, it's uh it seems like a lot of work and maybe at the, at the front end of it it is but really and i know we keep saying this word but intentionality is so important and it might seem like a lot of work, and a lot of times it is, but then you get in the flow of it, and it stops becoming work, and it starts becoming a relationship. Right. I think as soon as that progression happens is when we really start to make some strides. And I think this quarantine has forced churches into in specifically because we're so people-driven. Nonprofit organizations kind of fall in that as well, but like it has forced us to 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 make those relationships happen. Right. Um, and, and kind of to, to close out, to close out uh, the, this conversation, 
uh, about this. Um, maybe if you're a youth pastor listening, you're a youth leader who's in charge or, or helping out, or maybe you're a student and you find yourself either your friend group is crumbling, your youth ministry is disconnected, they're not engaging with with things, uh, or, or or you're just you just see see yourself slipping uh, because of this stuff, which I, I'm experiencing that too. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm going through it where it feels like you're slipping, you're letting people slip through the cracks and uh, it's, it sucks to, to be in that position. But um, Eddie, you, you have a lot of experience. Like I said, man, you have so much uh, uh, intentionality behind how you build stuff. So what kind of encouraging encouragement and um, ideas can, can you give for those uh, ministries, those friend groups that seem to be crumbling, seem to have been, uh, you know, just discarded because of this. How do, what's the first couple steps in rebuilding and reestablishing uh, a strong community? Maybe if, if they've never had one. Sure. Uh, you know, I think there's different levels for that. You can kind of take both, but I'm going to take it in two separate parts from a, a yeah. student's point standpoint, rebuilding friendships and rebuilding groups. Honestly, like don't wait on somebody else to do it. Come on. That's the That's biggest good. thing. Cause like, if you, if you're just sitting around and sitting around and sitting around, nothing will come from that. Like you, you need to be the catalyst in that. And you can be introverted, extroverted, ambiverted. That means you like both. Uh, I don't care your Myers-Briggs, your Enneagram, your DISC, your uh, Strength Finders test, whatever other tests you find on the internet. Yeah. Like you can be the catalyst. Like you are not defined by a certain number type that you are given by the Christian astrology exam. That may <laughs> upset people. Uh, but, <laughs> Starting to call people out here. <laughs> so like you, but you're not defined by that. Like yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can be the catalyst and you can, and you can do that. Um, so that's for students on a, on a friendship side, like just make the effort. Like I said, be the catalyst. Don't wait around cause nothing will happen. Yeah. And like, you guys can do fun things still like, um, I don't know if there's an app now where you can like uh, play games online and work everybody together where it's like a video chat, but you're all playing your games, stuff like that. Um, I know so like cool. there's like Jackbox and stuff like that where mm-hmm. if somebody streams it and you're on Zoom or Discord or whatever, everybody can see the TV and see the answers and you can vote. So like there's still stuff for you guys to get together. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's just, the intentionality and being the catalyst of it. And then on the other side, as, as a leader, whether it's youth ministry, nonprofit, secular world, whatever leadership role you have, mm-hmm. I think honestly, like rebuilding it, you have to realize it's going to take time. Yeah. I don't think the, I don't think anything is going to go back to perfect in air quotation marks mm-hmm. after this. I think you're going to, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to, and, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And my biggest thing is don't get frustrated by that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think, you know, you just have to keep going with it. And there are a lot of, I've seen a lot, I've heard, I should say of a lot of creative ideas, like people were doing drive through Easter's on Easter Sunday where they would pull up in their cars and the guy would be preaching out of a truck with a microphone set and then like, or a sound system. And then, you know, I heard a church in Nebraska that was doing Minecraft uh, Easter egg hunt for the kids where they actually bought like two of the kids in the church who didn't have Minecraft Minecraft so that they could play with everybody so like cool. on an iPad or something. So you, there's, there's ways to do it. Like uh, I know a youth pastor, they had 
uh, game night where like they would play like games and stuff like that and you know the card games and they would show the hand without cheating to the other people and see what they want or like you know uh if if you're close with people enough like if i shouldn't suggest going outside to people's houses but if you live with them like play Catan, play play something that's like there like you can you yeah. can build that still and i think also another thing big for leadership right now is don't put everything on yourself I think that's, yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing. I think after this is all over and you want to do everything, and you're going to try to take hold of everything and try to make sure it's the best it can possibly be, we'll let other people into your vision and into your your idea. Yeah. Because uh, if the there's going to be a stress level if you put everything on top of yourself, and for some reason if it doesn't work out, there's going to be an added stress level which is going to make you burnt out. Both of those things combined will make you burnt out. So don't be afraid to bring other people in. And it's always good to hear other people's ideas too. Absolutely. Um, and, and you may not know what you might come up with. I know that I just talked with a friend who's a youth pastor today. And they said that, you know, as soon as this is all up and gone and they're from Massachusetts and that's one of the hard hit areas, Yeah. you know, they're going to try to do like a block party where like the students will take over the entire block and like, They'll host the carnival. They'll host the games and they'll get like the community involved. And like the youth group wants to do that. Like the youth suggested it, the youth started it now. So like, don't, don't be afraid to include other people into it, especially as your leader. And if it's a good idea, just run with it. I mean, get proper permission that you need to get with, but really (laughs) like there, like I said, there's two things you have to, to go with the friendship. You have to be a catalyst, but at the same time, like, let other people in like you can yeah. be a catalyst and still allow other people in and hope you with making ideas. It's so good. It's a, it's a two part thing. And you know, Psalms 33 says that 133, 33. Oh man, I'm blanking. I'm going to get roasted for this. It says <laughs> we're better in unity. God has made yeah. us better in unity together. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, it's, it's just so, it's so important for us to have this community, build up a community. And if you're rebuilding a community, uh, to just keep at it, don't quit, Absolutely. don't give up, just keep at it. So good. That's so good, man. I, I think for, for, to know that there's just encouragement, you know, everybody is, is in this together. Nobody is mm-hmm. exempt from this thing right now. And, and I think that that's the most encouraging thing. And, um, you know, I appreciate you for not only what you're doing professionally, uh, calling churches and uh, being able to uh, just get stay in contact from the national office standpoint, but really uh, just being intentional personally, modeling that out, man, and, and being able to kind of share some of that with uh, listeners and people who are uh, involved in this, man. I, I appreciate you. I love you. You're one of my best friends. Uh, man, thank you so much for just spending time and talking through this with me. Uh, and, and uh, we'll we'll definitely be in in touch soon uh, with uh, with talking about all sorts of stuff, whether it's wedding stuff or uh, draft Patriots. is draft is this week. Yeah, I know it's it's a rough day. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, Gronk uh, just got traded about an hour, two hours ago. Yep. Yeah, it's a sad day. It's Tank sad for day. Trevor. <laughs> Tank for Trevor. Hey man, I'm still hoping we can maybe trade up and get Tua. That might Tank nice. for Trevor. That's okay. what I'm with. Yeah, but thanks, bud. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I I always appreciate you, and 
appreciate your intentionality with things as well. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you are uh, interested in continuing this dialogue, man, hit me up at PastorJoshSeaton at gmail.com. You can also follow us at LifePoint Youth. You can follow us at LifePoint Church. Both of those are on Facebook. You'll be able to see that. Uh, we have an Instagram uh, page right now called LP Youth AZ. Uh, that you can follow, and uh, we have tons of content coming out from uh, interns, myself, uh, just some some other things, and uh, it's really, really uh, fun, and, and, and I just appreciate you guys for taking the time out to listen. Uh, we will be back next week. I, I'm excited about what we have next week as we uh, continue these, these discussions uh, amidst all the craziness uh, of the season, man. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.